That's right. Big city living, baby. Road to Riches podcast, man. Well, we better do something. <laughs> this is the season finale, baby. Matter of fact, this is a bonus. This this guy, this has to be a bonus episode, man. Road to Riches podcast, baby. Y'all stay tuned. No, without further ado, man, we're a little rusty right now. Anyway, y'all, let's do it, man. Buckle up, baby. Road to Riches podcast. We back out here on the road to riches, y'all. We got stories to tell today. This is something special. The bonus episode, man. The village people. Oh, my good Lord Almighty. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Man, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, and um, we're going to explain all of that in the next episode, which will be the season finale, you know. But this is a bonus uh, episode, and, you know, like I really am conscious and uh, about what I'm doing at this point with this uh, platform. Um, it's really all about sharing my, my journey like every aspect of the journey, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times people really, you know, they look at your social media and they look at your, um, you know, yeah, your social media, they look at your pictures, your videos. And most times, 99% of the time, man, 99.9% of the time, people are showing you the highlights, the highlights of their life. And so, <clears throat> indirectly, the impact it causes people to feel some type of way about their own life, you know? As if, you know, you're looking at this person in a fabulous life. You're looking at, you know, them staying in five-star hotels and on the beach at the, you know, and uh, ain't no beaches in Dubai, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, you, you're looking at them, you know, traveling. They're down in Tulum trying to recreate the Nipsey Hussle video. And, you know, um, they at this uh, resort. They on this family vacation up in the Alps and all of this stuff, man. Uh, but they never really truly show you, you know, the authentic 99.9% part of their life. You know, including me, really. I'm going to be real. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, my mom was looking at a, just my Facebook and Instagram or whatever. And, uh, you know, she, she was like, man, you know, I'm jealous of your life. Now, I don't know how real she was about that, but, you know, it holds some type of weight to it. You know what I'm saying? Because she's sitting back looking at me like traveling She's sitting back looking at me, uh, you know, you know, staying at these hotels and eating these uh, nice dinners. And she's buying into the hype. She's buying into exactly what I put out there for the world to see, you know. But on this particular episode, we talking about the village people, man. And what it's like really out here on these road to riches. And as a truck driver, uh, what is it really, really, truly like? You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of times we have to stay in hotels uh, for the night. 
uh, again, I'm a drive-away driver, and we drive brand-new commercial vehicles, you know, school buses, RVs, uh, tractor trailers, all that kind of good stuff. But I'm more so uh, in this one specific department, the new deck division, right? The new deck division. And I drive all of the newest models of uh, international Freightliners, Volvos, Max. Um, the trucks didn't even came out yet. You know, these are the 2022s, 2023s, believe it or not. Um, so, yeah, matter of fact, the 2023s. Um, so these trucks ain't even out yet. We get these trucks and then we take them. Uh, they come in out of Mexico. You know, are they building them in uh, uh, Virginia at the Volvo plant? And uh, we take them to the customers. You know, like you just say, for instance, a uh, <clears throat> company orders a fleet of new trucks. So our job is to take these new trucks to that that uh, company and drop, drop them off. And, you know, they start putting them out into their rotation, into their line or whatever. So we're not allowed to sleep in these trucks. We're not allowed to uh, do a lot of different things, um, as you'll discover and learn. But with all that said, we end up having a lot of times having to stay in uh, hotels and things like that. And for the most part, we're not always able to stay in the best of the best of the hotels. So... Uh, that's what this show is about. This episode is about the village people. And um, we're going to talk about it, man. So stick tuned. Stay tuned. And uh, let's make this thing happen, man. Is I got the music queued up the right way? Let's see. Oh, my good Lord. No. Here we go. I don't hear no music, y'all. This is uh, really kind of weird, right? Hmm. That's interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> man, what be going on, man? Hey, hi, y'all. We had some technical technical issues. I'm telling you, boy. I'm not listening. Y'all gonna hear this true and raw and uncut. I ain't editing nothing. <laughs> Buckle up, man. Get on these road directions with your boy. Y'all be sure to subscribe and pass. Listen, man, click the link. Copy it. We finna stop building our... Uh, we finna stop building our... What you call it at this point? Our following, our audience. Because everybody want to hear my voice, man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, anyway, y'all, look, check this out, man. Let's go on and get into the show, man. Road to Riches Podcast, baby. Big City Living. The Village People. <laughs> the Village People. Good Lord. This dude crazy. That's right. I don't even know how to level sound. But um, so yesterday was an interesting day, man. You know. Ah. <sighs> Had to, I had to breathe on that, man. Yesterday was a definitely an interesting day. Um, yesterday was travel day, right? And a lot of things have changed with this gig that I work because, uh, you know, just to put my business out there in the streets because we documenting the journey. 
Um, I no longer live in uh, the undisclosed location in uh, Texas anymore. And a huge reason why I was living in that um, undisclosed location was because it complemented the job like superb. Like it was just a great addition to the job, right? So usually what uh, ends up happening is um, I fly, you know, from Atlanta or L.A. or, you know, wherever into uh, Laredo, Texas, right? You know, Got to be quick with it, man. I just gave an undisclosed location out. We fly into Laredo, Texas, and uh, they assign us a load of trucks to deliver throughout the country, right? And Laredo is not the only... Uh, hub that we have we have hubs all over the country but Laredo tends to be the one with the most uh, you know loads coming out of right and uh, shout out to my key Bates man again man Marcus Bates man this guy he was the one who put me on to you know getting an undisclosed location in the first place about three years ago and um, you know once he said it I probably should have jumped on it because it changed the way uh, I worked for the, you know, for the better, right? Yeah. So, flying in, you know, I used to just fly in, get off the plane and go home. You know, go to my apartment, you know, unwind, you know, get into my undisclosed location shenanigans. <laughs> no, that's going to make it the cut. Um, and, you know, Wake up the next day fresh and, you know, start looking for loads to, uh, you know, make this money, right? And uh, I got spoiled doing that because it's like, I remember when I first started the gig, um, you know, you touch down and everybody's jumping on this shuttle to go to the yard to pick up a truck. It's late at night. You can't see. You see what I'm saying? Uh, everybody else is like, what hotel you staying at? And you trying to get to the hotel before they get there, before they run out of rooms and all this weird stuff. And it just was a, you know, it just was a task, man. So being spoiled, being able to go home, you see what I'm saying? And unwind a whole new set of clothes and you know, I got my Xbox set up. I got music. I got my adult beverages. I got food. I got friends. I got, you know, it's like I was just chilling, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, but since, uh, you know, having to leave that spot and leave that location and um, meant to know, man, you know, we, we might be on the rise to get another undisclosed location. But that's neither here nor there none of y'all business we're gonna keep it uh big city living baby but um you know that spoiled me man like that literally spoiled me uh being able to fly into a town and you have a whole separate you know living situation there it's kind of crazy that's why we call this big city living man that is truly big city living um, but to get back on track, get back onto the point. Um, yesterday is one of those days where I'm still adjusting to not having that spot. You know what I mean? 
and uh, everything changes now, man. Everything is more so. When you give it to uh, Laredo now, I have to get on the shuttle and um, go to the yard and pick up a set of trucks. I prefer to do it this way because um, standing in Laredo can be very, very tricky. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of hotels in Laredo, but most of the time they're overly priced and overbooked, and um, it takes a lot to get yourself to these hotels and then to the yard. Whereas I can just get to the yard with the shuttle that's waiting for us at the airport and start work from there. So basically what I do is I get to the yard, uh, get the set of trucks and drive about 50 miles north of Laredo to a small town called Catula. Catula, Texas. Now, Laredo and that whole South Texas region is... Honestly, Mexico, man. <laughs> like, literally, for real. It's like nothing but a heavy Mexican population. You know what I'm saying? So, it's only two types of uh, careers. It's trucking and oil field uh, work out there. Those are the big money, uh, uh, big money industries down in South Texas. Truck, truck driving and oil field. And then you get into your medical stuff, like nursing and stuff like that, of course. That's worldwide anyway. But, um, yeah, Catula is a very small town, man. I don't even know if Catula has 5,000 people in it. Man. I can't even tell you. But um, Catula is kind of tricky because I pulled up into Catula last night, assuming that I was going to get this little halfway motel, hotel kind of spot. Um, you know, it's not too bad. It's not too good either. Um, I pulled in there and the truck parking was completely full. And that was a red flag in itself. That was a red flag within itself. So I walk in and, um, you know, kind of linking to the uh, season finale, man. I'm dealing with some uh, some dental issues, man. You know, and it's been kind of killing me. So flying yesterday, running through the airports yesterday, trying to eat and being on a shuttle and driving up 50 miles, man, it just really was a, it took something for me to do this. So, you know, I wasn't really in the mood to be looking for no motel close to midnight last night. You know what I mean? Uh, but we had to do it. We had to try to find somewhere to stay. And, uh I goes into the normal hotel. I'm not going to put their name out there. It's a little mom and pop hotel, but uh, they're pretty decent though, right? And I go into this hotel, and the lady told me that they was completely booked for the night. And I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? So I do my normal search on uh, Hotels.com. You know, that's a free plug right there. They owe me money for this. Uh, but I do a normal search in, in, the, in the area, and everybody is sold out. Everybody is sold out, man. And I'm tripping because I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm frustrated, irritated. And I'm thinking like, okay, now what am I going to do now, man? What am I going to do now? So I'm riding around in this little small town, hitting block after block, and I see this little 
hole in the wall hotel called the village inn the village inn man and for those who are watching you know you can kind of see what the village inn looks like man <laughs> you remember those movies i think it's uh it's all those weird motel movies you know where they had the hidden cameras in a room and you go in there and then they terrify you throughout the night yeah man that's what the village inn looks like you know the Bates Bates Hotel <laughs> man either way I'm gonna just tell you man the village inn and I'm putting them on blast cause I don't really care uh, but the village inn man you know um beautiful enough they were able to accommodate me so to speak um and so you know what let's take a quick break i didn't held y'all attention at least eight minutes at this point i hope <laughs> that's what the algorithm tell me i need to hold y'all attention for eight minutes but look check this out we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back and uh i'm gonna finish this story man the village people Y-M-C-A Oh, 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 oh Y-M-C-A Anyway, y'all, Big City Living We'll be right back, peace Yo, what's up, everybody? This is your man, Lee Kendrick Big City Living and um, I just want to give you guys some information right here. Look, check this out. If you're looking to get into podcasting and may not have the resources to get, you know, those expensive microphones and, you know, all of the equipment that you think you may need, I got some good news for you. Download the Anchor app. Anchor app. This app has all of the technology that you will ever need where you can record your podcast straight from your phone your tablet even your computer um it has all of the latest software i'm talking about music sound effects and um it's so simple it's easy and the best thing about it is it's free to download you know what i mean so check this out man download the anchor app um and give it a shot man you know do your thing man on your road to riches man we'll holla at you later man peace Let's get back into it, y'all. This is uh, the bonus, <laughs> the bonus episode, man. It's like Biggie, man. I got a story to tell, man. But uh, you know, <clears throat> for you guys that don't know, or that's too young, or just you know too old and forgot about it, you know, um, I don't know if you guys remember that group, the Village People, right? Back in the late 70s, I think it was, 70s, mid-70s, late 70s or something like that. I can't remember. Um, I'm not that old myself to remember. I just remember the song, YMCA. And uh, so, you know, in that group, it was a very uh, flamboyant mix of uh, energy going on, man. I think they were a... uh, you know, uh, all male, all gay male uh, disco group, and they used to wear these very flamboyant uh, outfits. You know, to describe their 
you know, I guess outlandish way of masculinity or something like that, man. We on, you know, Wikipedia, it'll tell you. Um, but at the end of the day, um, <clears throat> you know, you had a, a, a motorcycle rider, I think. At least he looked like a motorcycle driver, rider. <laughs> he had the motorcycle helping off. Then you got a, uh, you know, a construction worker, uh, a cowboy, you know. You got all these dis- different, hold on. You got all of these different mixes of uh, costumes. But, you know, like one of the most famous ones in the group is the Indian. At least that's the one I remember uh, all the time is the Indian. Like, have you seen that person dressed like that, that Indian chief? You know, you know that's the uh, <laughs> that's the uh, the village people, right? So anyway, let's get into this story, man. The village people, man. I pulls up Catula, Texas. You know, and um, looking for a room. Um, I done made the reservation on Hotels.com. Uh, left with no, you know, real options except this this spot. And, you know, really just having to, you know, swallow my pride and, and make a, the best judgment call of the night for myself so I can get some type of rest um, is, is why I had to do what I had to do, man. And a lot of times um, that's what we're faced with out here, having to do what we have to do. But... You know, when you do what you have to do sometimes, it compromises your standard, compromises your uh, safety, your standard, and, you know, sanity as well. So I had to park the set of trucks, um, in a sense, uh, probably like a block and a half down the street, you know, and walk up and down, well, walk up to this uh this this uh, motel right and I get to the motel and I knew that I was in for a treat because I instantly tried to walk into the office and the door was locked and um, the lady inside flagged me to come over to the little night window and you know any hotel that you can think of that has a night window um, it's, it's a place that you definitely <laughs> may not want to walk into. You know what I'm saying? That's just being real. So, anyway, this is the first character. And I'm going to compare her. I can't really compare her to none of the characters in the village people. But, you know, this is my village people night. You know? Uh, when I walk up to the window, the first thing I notice this lady doesn't have any front teeth at all and you know it's kind of weird because you know I'm trying I'm not really clowning up because you know like I said I'm going through some some dental issues myself and hopefully I can catch it before I end up like her but uh, she's telling me that they don't have any more vacancies and I said well no 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 I just uh, booked online and so she said she didn't see it and I was getting a little concerned because I was like, man, this is my last line of defense in a sense. Like, this is my last hope of staying in this little town. Or I had to drive probably like 30, 40 more miles up or even 100 miles up 
to find another location, man. I was really tired at the point. Um, but as we're going back and forth, the reservation shows up and she notifies me that she said, okay, I got the room, but it's not a, a non-smoking room. It's basically a smoking king with the kitchenette. And immediately I'm getting a little uh, frustrated internally because I'm like, not only did I have to uh, subject myself to such low qualities of living, you know, now here it is, this chick telling me that you're going to have to live in one of these rooms or stay in one of these rooms that's house got that smoking smell in it man and I just can't do it man I'm gonna be real so we goes back and forth and she said man what may have happened um you may have booked right at the exact same time somebody else was booking only had two rooms left and they went uh within minutes apart and in that I was like you know the chances of that are slim to none but I've had, I have had stranger things happen. So she gives me the key, and as I'm getting the key, um, the second set of characters are pulling up in this minivan, right? And I walk to the room and check it out and put all of my things in the room. And the room was okay, really, uh, with the smell, of course. It, it was... I've seen worse, I'll just say that. Uh, but when I first walked in, I was like, oh, this is not that bad. Um, and it definitely didn't smell like cigarette smoke. You know, so I was like, let's go ahead and make it happen. So when I come back to the window, the night window, you know, the second character is this Mexican guy. And He's at the he's at the window asking the lady to uh, you know accommodate his five party you know room in a sense. I'm like, dude, how you got five people living in a room, bro? That don't even really make no sense. And so this guy is dressed. It's kind of funny because his family gets out and uh, they're dressed in a sense like. Uh, the Thanksgiving Day Pilgrims, right? <laughs> like, for real. Like, these are the, you know, they're, they're in that whole, I can't even really get the name of it. Whatever the name is, y'all let me know. But it's that the attire that, you know, the Church of Latter-day Saints of Jesus Christ and those kind of people be wearing. But they got on these pilgrim clothes, man. Like, they came out of the first Thanksgiving or something, man. And I'm like... Yo, how is this even possible, man? Like all of, like all of these people are like Hispanic, you know, cultured people. So I'm thinking, like, in my mind, how how did they adopt this uh, this wardrobe, man, with the little pilgrim outfits on? <laughs> I just couldn't get over that, man. I was very interested, and then the idea of them requesting, like sets of towels like man you're going into like a small room and it's like five of y'all man this is gonna be real interesting to see but nonetheless um he got his towels and they went into their room i got back up to the uh 
to the window and uh you know the lady at the front we'll just call her crystal you know short for crystal meth <laughs> we'll call her crystal oh crystal she hooked me up man she ended up uh you know giving me a discounted rate because she said man you know i don't want to charge you the same price because you made a reservation and it was supposed to be none smoking and i got you in a smoking room so i'm gonna give you a significant discount you know so instead of paying like the 90 dollars, i ended up paying like 65 dollars, which you know hey man it is what it is i had to i had to you know do what i had to do in the moment so crystal um hooked me up took my payment gave me my receipt and uh you know as i'm walking back to the room you know there's this guy just standing there man and i'm like yo like what is this dude just standing here for man and he's just like looking me up and down and you know this guy's just like kind of thuggish he's a hispanic guy look like he just crossed over the border and he's just kind of like looking at me like you know he wanted some kind of beef or something with me man and i'm like yo dude like as much how you know how i'm feeling right now you don't want none of this dog you know what i'm saying you do not want any of this so i pass him and i pass their room and it's, the door is open and then there's another guy that runs to the to the open door room which is like two doors down from my room and these strange guys just hanging out man and i'm assuming that they're you know trying to solicit some type of activity you know either they're trying to uh, get a hit get a fix you know what i'm saying and thinking that i'm in i'm the guy that comes through town and you know delivers that because i was dressed uh straight from the you know the airplane man you know so when i travel here's a here's a you know breaking news story you know when i travel going through airports man i don't dress like a typical truck driver would dress you know like most of the guys that you know do this line of work they go from truck to the airport and they look like it a lot of times they smell like it i'm, I'm just gonna be real with it like it's really truly embarrassing to see sometimes man that these guys don't have any kind of uh you know self-awareness or you know want to present themselves in a in a way that you know that's presentable they just look like a a worker you know what i mean so anyway long story short uh i'm dressed you know in a sense khakis and you know nice shirt you know, my whole ski low is is, is, is is straight. So, you know, maybe they thinking that I'm the, you know, the fix for the night, man. I don't know. But, you know, I walked right through the, uh, right through they scene right quick. And um, I just walked into my room, man, looked back out. And uh, for some odd reason, that was a, this random black guy. And I said, maybe that's who they thought I was. It was just this random black guy standing over here by this, uh, this grill you know if you ever go to any of these motels they have like a little neighborhood grill that you can grill and cook out on you know i've never seen anybody use it that's the funny thing 
I've never seen anybody use uh, any of these things. But those are the characters, man. You got Crystal. You got <laughs> Crystal. <laughs> you got Crystal at the desk. Then you got the Thanksgiving Day, the original Thanksgiving Day Pilgrims family pulling up. Then you got these uh, scavengers, the Walking Dead, standing in the parking lot, standing on the hallway right there, trying to block. I don't know what they was doing. You know, and then you got this random black guy, man. You know, like Curious George. Like, like, what is you doing just standing there, bro? I mean, it's just weird. Just a lot of weird characters right there in a span of like one to two minutes. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, it's close to midnight too. I'm like, why y'all just standing here, man? So I go in the room, man, and then I close the door, of course, and really starts looking at the room. And from the front door, panning all the way around to the right, I'm looking and saying, man, this is like way below my standard of living, man. How did I get myself into this? You know, you always have that question when you live or when you uh, enter, enter a facility that, that doesn't suit who you are. It doesn't accommodate who you are. So I'm thinking like, man, I don't even want to, you know, take my clothes off, let alone lay on the bed, take a shower, you know. So a lot of times I never open the bathroom door because it's, you don't really want to see this stuff, but, you know, for a good story. And I knew, I said, man, this is probably going to be an episode when I started looking around. I look at the bathtub, man, and the bathtub is just, uh, <laughs> the bathtub is just horrible, right? And I'm thinking, like, they know this bathtub is uh, unsanitary, it's unusable, and y'all gonna charge people to stay here? And it's like, they, they thrive off of uh, desperation and you know, people with uh, limited means in the moment, man. You know, I had no other options in the moment, man. You know what I mean? I'm just going to be real with you. Um, but it's like, what do I do? How do you make this happen, man? And then this bathtub is just totally jacked up, right? The sink, the bathroom sink, and that bathroom area is just hideous, man. Um, then I look around, and right there by the bed is a, a board in the corner of the sink and the, where the counter, where the uh, microwave is. There's this board, like, placed on the wall. And I video it, and I'm looking, and it's like, man, you already know what's coming out of that. That don't look like nothing but a rat, a big rat hole that they got covered up with this weird-looking board, man. You know, but, hey, it is what it is, man. Like like I said, I've lived in some of the most hideous, well, not lived, I've uh, stayed in some of the most uh, unforeseen uh, <laughs> places in the, in, the, in, the, in the country, man, to be real with you, man. And sometimes it's like you have to do what you have to do. Um, but they, this is how these hotels stay thriving because like I said they don't have any other uh, 
I mean, sometimes as a consumer, you don't have any other uh, choice, especially as a truck driver. You're driving, you're tired, um, you're you're running out of hours, you're limited on what you can and can't do. And so, um, long story short, man, I had to bend over backwards and just uh, make this thing work. Um, And, you know, for the most part, I woke up the next morning. I was feeling okay, man. You know, the antibiotics from the dental procedure have finally started kicking in and uh, I wake up I open the uh, you know the, the the curtain to the window and kind of start looking around and of course I the first space I see is uh, you know the Pilgrim family <laughs> it's like man what are the odds of this and uh but uh then uh, this the uh, oh the maid knocked on the door. Not the maid. That's a horrible thing. I guess it's the cleaning lady. She knocked on the door and was asking me was I'm ready to check out. And I said, Nah, I need about another hour to check out. But right behind uh, my room, or right beside my room, it was this strange door that uh, that she kept going in and out. So I was like, Oh, you know, this make it really. You know, be beneficial to find out what's in that room. So, of course, you know, me trying to be a document, documentarian, document, whatever they call it, a documentarian filmmaker, <laughs> trying to document my journey. Let's just put it that way. Um, I run out there with my phone to try to videotape, like, what's going on in that room. And it looked like it was some type of laundry cleaning area or something man but I'm assuming that's where the rats was running into and then coming through the wall and that's why they had that board right there by my headboard so it made sense you know I would never stay there again um you know the lesson of the night and the lesson of this whole video and an episode really is to always be prepared man always be proactive you know um most of the times i book my room at the beginning of the day you see what i'm saying i book my room at the very beginning of the day and that way as the day passes it i know that i have a place when i you know a room when i when i get to town kind of a situation um you know, but I didn't do it this time, and that was just was a lesson learned, man. But anyway, I ain't gonna hold you guys up, man. The village people definitely was out and about. Uh, I just wanted to share, you know, this story as a bonus episode to just kind of paint a picture of what we go through out here um, as truckers. You know, and if you're thinking about getting into trucking, and you hear or see that the company puts you into a hotel. They say, hey, no longer will you have to sleep in a truck. Man, listen, sleeping in a truck, I'm gonna just, off the top of the dome, say this, is always better than sleeping in a hotel. It's always better than sleeping in a hotel. hotel. You know, because you can make that that, um, truck, I mean, you can really customize these trucks, man to be something spectacular and most drivers would tell you like they get better sleep in a truck than anywhere especially those trucks that uh 
you know, idle and you had a reefer truck, the trellis, you know, and that little hum, that little nice little hum. Man, I'm telling you, man, you get some good rest that way, man. Um, now, showering, taking a shower at a truck stop might be the only downfall to that. Uh, but sleeping in a truck is not that bad, man. I'm just going to be real. So sleeping in hotels, that's not really a benefit. That's almost like a punishment at this day and time, you know. And as well, you know, you're on your journey. You're on your road to riches, man. I'm just going to be real. Like, um, sometimes, man, you end up in the village, man. Like, you, <laughs> like sometimes you end up in the village of life. And you have no options but to connect with the the locals. And how do you get through that is based on, you know, the humility and how you connect with the rest of the world, man. Because, see, these are the people that help you uh, be thankful and grateful to the world, man. Because, I mean, I don't know where you are on your road to riches, um, but I'm going to be real, man. I've been homeless and lived on the streets of Atlanta, man. And connected with other homeless people, man. You see what I'm saying? So I have a huge respect for the bottom level of life as I progress to get to, you know, whatever level I reach. But I, I really don't overlook people, man. I just, uh, you know, run into a lot of characters from time to time. And uh, last night was definitely no different. So, man, shout out to the village people, man. <laughs> shout out to the village people, man. Thank you guys for listening to this bonus episode, man. And um, you guys be blessed on your road to riches. Shout out to Crystal. Short for Crystal Meth. Shout out to the Pilgrim family. And the, the local savages and scavengers. And that random black dude, man. Like... The village people had a random black dude in it too, man. <laughs> Golly, man. The village people. And then, of course, you had to add me to that. I was out there with them too. So I'm no exception to the rule, man. I was right there in the midst of all of those characters being a character myself. And I'm pretty sure they got a story to tell. Big City Living, y'all. Y'all be blessed, man. Peace. <laughs>